0: Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. Now, last week, we talked about our relationship with reality. And when I have, when I try to have too firm a grip on reality, I feel more out of control. When I loosen my grip on reality or even let go altogether, I feel more in control. And that's counterintuitive, but last week, we talked about how when you let go of something that's external reality, then you can create your internal reality. And that's where you really gain control. So I talked a lot about what that means. And so if you want all the details, go back and listen to that episode. So this week we pick up where we left off with that And so that's why I wanted to just quickly recap um, what we talked about last week. So letting go of reality is one of the steps to building a solid foundation that you are in full control of. And those five keys to letting go of reality was based on my belief system and how I created my own reality which allowed me to let go of an external reality so i believe that the only absolute truth is god's word and i believe that everything can be questioned and since nothing is absolutely true i get to decide what to believe now how i decide what to believe is by deciding what i want and then seeking out the beliefs that get me that so essentially I put the result I want in the model, and then I work backwards to what I need to believe to get those results. And then I practice believing what I decided to believe. And so that's where we'll pick off up uh, at this week, is I want to go back and talk about something that I talked about in the beginning of the last episode, which is arguing with reality. And when we argue with reality, that's what... Uh, prevents us from loosening that grip on reality or letting go of it altogether so that we can create our own reality. And when we can't let go of the external re- reality, then that makes it that much harder to create our own, which makes us really frustrated. So that's what we'll pick up uh, this week. Byron Katie says, When you argue with reality, you lose but only a hundred percent of the time. I'm Jill Wright. I'm a money mindset coach. I expose the lies women tell themselves about money and help them build a secure relationship with money so they can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money. Now, if arguing with reality isn't a concept you're familiar with, I'm going to take this podcast to explain what it is and why it's important. So this is how I think about arguing with reality. You have a circumstance and it's one you have no control over. There's nothing you can do to change it. And normally when I see this, it's a circumstance in the past. That's typically when I see people arguing with reality. So unless you have a time machine, you can't change it because you can't control the past. Now, Sometimes it's something that we think shouldn't happen in the world, whether it's past injustice that in hindsight we see was wrong, but at the time wasn't what is clear, or an injustice that was clear, but it happened anyway. You know, maybe it's a terminal diagnosis of someone we love. Maybe it's just this horrible, horrible tragedy. It could be just about anything. But at the the end of the day, it's just a reality that you can't change. Now, arguing with reality is basically looks like thinking it should be different, but it's not. And not only is it not different, but there's nothing that you can do about it. Like I said, most of the time it's in the past, which you can't do anything about. Now, arguing with reality has you spinning in the belief that it's not fair, and because it's not fair, it shouldn't be this way. Now, you argue with the way things are. You spend more time and energy spinning over the unfairness or the injustice of it than you spend figuring out what you can do about it or what you can do in spite of it. Now, I find this is gets really confusing if you don't have an example. So I'll use an example that I've talked about on the podcast before. Now, I spent a lot of money... Um, early in my business, to join a mastermind group. And it was the first mastermind group I had belonged to. And it was almost double the most I had ever spent in my business at that point. Now, I joined it after a lot of deliberation. I felt like it was a good decision. I felt like God was leading me to join the mastermind. But as sometimes happens with divinely inspired pathways, I didn't really know why. Now, I thought I knew why. I thought I knew At the time, why God might be leading me there. But what I thought was the reason has not yet come to pass. So who knows the real reason? And time may one day reveal the answer to that question, but that really has nothing to do with my story. So I joined the mastermind group and I didn't achieve the goals I thought I was there to achieve. So naturally, you know, my brain thought, oh, you've made a huge mistake. Figures, you always do this, you know, all the judgment, all of that. I thought I had made the wrong decision. Now, at that point, the, joining the Master Mind group was in the past. I had already spent the money, but, and I couldn't do anything about it. Time had already passed, I was already part of the group. There was nothing I could do about having joined. I couldn't erase that past. So, nonetheless, I spent lots of time spinning in that so-called mistake. Now, I bet you can think of an example in your life where you spent a lot of time spinning and a lot of energy diverted from your mission while you were off over somewhere arguing with reality. So as I described my example, you can be thinking about the situation that serves as this similar example for you. And think how that impacted your life and your business. Now You spend so much time and energy spinning in what you can't do or what you've lost or what shouldn't have happened that you, you know, on what you don't have, that you spend zero time using what you do have or doing what you can do. Now, in my example, I spent too much time spending about what I did, how much money I spent, how much time I wasted, what I didn't accomplish, that I had nothing left to put into my business. You know, I didn't have any brain space or energy to create what I should have been creating at that point in my business. I spent so much time arguing with reality, focused on the past, that I wasn't present in my business at at that point. I couldn't see how much I had gained, I couldn't see how much I still had, I couldn't see what I could still do. So I was wasting what I had in the present, which is something I could have done something about if I hadn't been so busy worrying about the injustice of the past that I could do absolutely nothing about. So what happened as a result is that not only did I lose that money, but because I was so focused on the money I, quote, wasted in the past that I wasn't focused on the money I could have been making in the now. I was so worried about the impact I didn't make in the past that I was not actually making the impact I could be making in the present or that I could be preparing for in my future. So this is arguing with reality. The reality is that I did that. I spent the money. I didn't leverage the spending of the money because I got caught up in what wasn't working and stopped believing that it would ever work. I can't change what I did. I can't change why I did it. It's in the past. It is reality. By believing I should have done something different, that is me arguing with reality. And I lose 100% of the time. I'm the one that suffers. My suffering does not change the reality of the situation. It doesn't change that I spent that money. It doesn't change that I didn't leverage what I had. And all of my spinning and judgment and disappointment, which only leads to more suffering, doesn't change the fact that the money spent. Me believing that it should be different doesn't change reality. And it will never change that reality. The only thing I'm in control of right now is what I do, how I act, how I show up right now. So right now, I have two choices. I can accept reality and believe something that moves me forward. Now, in my example, I'm choosing to believe that I was led to join the mastermind on purpose. I got what I came for. I met the people I was supposed to meet. I learned what I needed to learn for where I'm going into my business. And that price of admission ticket was well worth it. I can refuse to accept reality and instead continue to argue with reality. Now, that probably means I'll waste what I have right now, and I still won't have changed reality. As long as I continue thinking that things should be different, I'll continue wasting what I do have. And meanwhile, reality's not changing. So, who loses? I do. I can never know what might have been if I had done it differently. What happened is reality. And I can't ever know whether I should or shouldn't have done it that way. So how does it serve me to be spinning in that and to believe that things should be different? They shouldn't be different because they aren't. End of story. Now, I think it's clear why you want to be able to identify when you're arguing with with reality. It's because it's fruitless, because that spinning and spinning just keeps you stuck. When you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time, as Byron Katie says. And I think it's clear why when you do identify that you're arguing with reality, you want to stop arguing with reality. It's kind of like throwing good money after bad. So save the time and energy you have now and spend it on something that will make an impact in your life, in the lives of others, in the world. And so now, once you understand the concept of arguing with reality and what that really means and what the impact really is to your life, your business, and the people around you, I kind of wanted to give you a heads up about some of the traps that I've seen One of the traps I see people fall into with this concept of arguing with reality is in how they define, quote, reality. So before you decide if you're arguing with reality, then I think you need to define reality. Now, one workaround to this is just to question your thoughts and do what gets you the best result. But if you get stuck there, this is a good place to kind of look further and to kind of explore um, what you're thinking, why you're thinking that. But before you decide if you're arguing with reality, you need to define reality. So the trap that you can fall into is when what you're calling reality is not reality, as I've described it here. Um, How I've described it here is really something out of your control. You can't change it. I mean, if it's in your control, then you're free to argue with it because you can change it, right? That's part of questioning your thinking and seeing what result it gets you. But what I find is usually the the dead giveaway that what you're calling reality isn't actually reality is no matter how you try, you can't change anything about it. And sometimes it feels like reality because what we believe a lot of times does feel like reality. It feels so real that sometimes it is hard to tell the difference, but it's your thoughts and you can change your thoughts and you can't necessarily change reality if you're arguing with it. Because if you could change it, well, you would have already changed it and you wouldn't still be frustrated by it. You wouldn't still be saying it should be different. You would change it to be different. So first decide if it's a thought or a fact, if it's reality, or if it's what you think about reality. And so usually, if you catch yourself saying something like, well, the fact is, or that's just the way it is, or the fact of the matter, or the reality of the situation, I find those are usually pretty good indicators that what you're dealing with is not, um, actual reality, but what you're thinking about reality. And so here's another example that I'm probably going to get in trouble for because you know it, it's it's a tough one. But I think it might make it a little bit easier to see. Now if I say my friend is dying of cancer, that's terrible, right? I, I will probably feel terrible about that. And I say, well, that's just the fact of the matter. Well, I would argue that that may not be the fact of the matter at this particular moment, right? We probably can't prove that she's dying at this very moment. I know it sounds kind of morbid, but stay with me. Now, what we might be able to say is that she was diagnosed with cancer, and we might be able to point to all the details surrounding that. The doctor said, quote unquote, you know, all of those we could state as facts. But what's not a fact is that she shouldn't have been diagnosed with cancer. And so if we're arguing with reality, then a lot of times we'll say, well, that shouldn't have happened. But that's not for us to decide. What is for us to decide is what we think about it. When we think that she shouldn't be dying, how does that make us feel? How does that actually serve us when we can't do anything about the reality? So it gets us stuck. It keeps us spinning in this cycle of misery and suffering. So I'm not saying that you should feel a certain way about this. What I'm saying is that when you feel that way, you limit your ability to control the one thing you do have control over, and that's your experience of that reality. So say you drop your diamond earring in the sink, and it's about to go down the drain. Do you say... It's gone forever. Do you say the reality is my diamond earring is lost? Well, it's not lost yet. It has not gone down the drain yet. You can still try to grab it. And even if you miss it, it's not lost because you know exactly where it is. It's in the drain. You can say that it shouldn't have happened, but what good does that do? It did happen. That is reality. What's not reality is that it's lost. You can get a wrench, you can remove the trap under the sink and fish it out. And that's where you can make an impact. But when you say, she's dying, then it's like everything is lost and you don't take control and you don't make an impact. So I want you to notice how you define your reality. When we truly don't have any control over something it doesn't make that situation any less painful or any better to think that it shouldn't have happened now i would argue that it actually makes it more painful it actually makes it worse because on top of the pain or on top of any negative emotion what you're doing is adding judgment which also doesn't feel good which also doesn't make reality and change it doesn't make any different doesn't make it any better and you're adding resistance But when you accept something you can't control as reality, you can then move through it and process the pain or the the negative emotion. And when you do have control over something, then go ahead and leverage and be grateful for what you do have. So I can take control of my thinking, and when I take control of my thinking, I take control of my feelings, my actions, and my results. When I manage my brain, I still have my friend right now in this moment, and I can still make an impact while she's here. And if I'm more focused on what I still have, I don't unconsciously throw it away while I'm deep in worry that I'm going to lose it. So the other place I see people get stuck is in a tug of war trying to prove something right or wrong. They're trying to decide if it's true or if it's false. Is it a fact or is it a thought? Well, I've found lots of times where that doesn't even matter. When we see something as a limitation, we don't even ask if it matters if it's a limitation. What we do instead is we say, oh, it's a limitation. We need to prove if that's a thought or a fact, or we need to see if it's really a limitation. We spend hours trying to prove that it's a limitation, right? Because we find evidence of what we believe. we prove. Uh, our thoughts, if it, because of its a limitation, we can hide, we can stay safe, we don't have to do hard, scary things that take so much time and energy. But spinning and trying to prove it right or wrong, true or false, gets you stuck again. It gets you back in that spinning cycle. So whenever you get stuck in this hamster wheel going nowhere, stop spinning, pause for a moment, and consider why does it matter. A lot of times for me, just asking this one question will stop the spinning and let me move forward. Now, arguing with reality, arguing over what's true and what not what's not true, that all comes from a scarcity mindset because you're more focused on what you don't have or what you'll lose than you are on what you have and what you can get, right? And the irony is that, that mindset arguing with reality uh, only leads to more scarcity. Because while you're agonizing over what you shouldn't have lost, you're losing what you have now in the present moment. So if you want to stop living in scarcity and start living in abundance, if you want to make the most of what you have to use your business to impact the lives of your ideal clients, I know how to do that because I've gone through this work myself. So I'll help you expose the lies that are keeping you stuck so you can uncover the truth that helps you sign more clients, help those people and make more money because you were made for more. Now, I have a spot in my master money program So I want you, if you're interested in doing what I described, exposing the lies and stop living in scarcity in your business, in your life, just apply. And when you go to my website and apply, that will send you to schedule a call with me. And then we'll get on the phone where I can help you see how much more you were made for.